Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Master Builders Victoria members get access to a wide range of expert advice and support services. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Uh, midday Madness is alive and well, and we're asking you heroes and villains from the weekend in sport. Benny Jones is standing by, but for Werribee Kia awarded National Kia Car Dealer of the Year, where the customer comes first. Just quickly, Greg in Murrubark, who's got a hero nomination. Greg? Gregory? Come on in, Greg. Oh, Greg, you were there for me. Uh, 1-300-736-736, the Werribee Kia Open Line, awarded National Kia Car Dealer of the Year, Werribee Kia making buying cars easy. Uh, Benny Jones uh, lived every Socceroo fan's uh, dream of being over in Doha um, in Qatar to watch uh, Australia's fortunes unfold in this 2022 FIFA World Cup. And uh, he's a name that you will know well, part of AFL Nation. He used to call all the A-League on SEN uh, called Big Bash Cricket as well. Wasn't much he didn't call, did my man. And another Bendigo boy as well. So that makes him even better uh, as a human being. Benny, hello, mate. G'day, Sammy. Always good fun chatting to a fellow Bendigonian. And, uh, mate, always a pleasure to, uh, yeah, talk Socceroos. And, uh, yeah, I guess now the dust has settled. Um we're all sort of recapping and recalling our, our favourite moments over what's been just a, a really amazing two weeks of uh, international football. Well, what was yours, mate? Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, having been back in Australia now for just a little on 48 hours, I've, I've sort of had a little bit of time to absorb it all. Um, look, I, I just think the way that um, the way that we responded to that result against France uh, and particularly in that second game against Tunisia uh, and being there in the stadium, just so vastly outnumbered by uh, what were some incredible Tunisian fans and they're they're singing and chanting and the noise they made. But knowing that we were playing for our our futures, our lives in the World Cup, uh, to score the the goal and the manner and the goal that we did, the Mitch Duke flicked header, uh, Mm. which is so un-Socceroos-like. We don't see many goals (laughs) like that. We don't. Especially from open play. And... uh, to then hold on stoically, uh, that that for me was just the real kind of turning point in the tournament. And, and to be there and sitting amongst 5,000 Tunisian fans, just uh, me and, and a good mate, the only two in green and gold, uh, it was um, it was us against the world. And, and as the soccer has proved, they were more than up for the challenge. Benny, the, the, the fan experience, I'm really interested to, to find out a little more about. We, we All the warnings that were coming through, best be on your best behaviour, they don't mess around, the restrictions on this, $100,000 beers, that, and uh, all the kind of information that was coming through. What was your actual experience being a fan in Qatar following the Socceroos around? Yeah, uh, good question. Uh, look, I always have a bit of a chuckle at the be on your best behaviour line because I would have thought that's a given wherever you go in the world. You're in someone else. <laughs> oh, if only, Benny, everyone knew that. Yeah, I, I know there are exceptions to the rule, but you, you want to show that respect. Look, I've never been to the Middle East, and, and some will argue that, 
yeah, places like Dubai and Doha, it's not the real Middle East. Like it's 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 very much uh, the modern world. Uh, we know about the vast amounts of money that exist in that part of the world. So I went in very much eyes wide open. Um, and, you know, you, you do sometimes fall a little bit for some of the whispers, the rumours that are getting around. But my experience, I've got to say, from 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 a traveller, from a tourist point of view, was nothing but uh, fantastic. The people, uh, the locals were friendly, uh, helpful, courteous, respectful, always smiling, wanting to make our experience the best it could be. Uh, public transport was second to none. Uh, the ability to get from ground to ground. You know, I had three days where I went to two World Cup matches in the one day, which you know, will never be done again. So that was something I was nervous about, you know, missing starts of games, but it was never an issue. Uh, food, obviously the wide range and, and the value for money there was great. And of course, the, the big one was the alcohol and the, the access to beer. Um, at my age and with my drinking ability, Sam, it wasn't a huge priority, I've got to say. I was happy to steer clear and just concentrate on the football. But look, I understand that's part of the fan experience. If you wanted a drink, you could get it. Uh, this talk about $100 beers, that was just absolute rubbish. Um, you know, it's probably comparable to what you'd pay in the city anyway these days for a schooner of craft. Yeah, you don't get much change out of it $20 these days. So, um, so again, if you wanted to drink, you could find it. But for us, it was just the pure footballing experience, you know, to have that much packed into a couple of weeks and to see 11 games of World Cup international football. Like, I mean, I don't know if I've seen 11 international matches in my life up until this point. So I was pretty happy to concentrate on that. And, um, you know, obviously after the Socceroos wins, we certainly had a couple of drinks to celebrate. But my overall experience from a fan's point of view, uh, it was unique. It was different. It was special. But i tell you what, it was a hell of a lot of fun. Where does this rank for you in terms of what the Socceroos achieved? We've got Asian Cup. We've got 2006 yep. Socceroos. Does this surpass what those teams were able to do? Oh, yeah. Look, I mean, from a statistical point of view, it, it does. You know, we, we make the round of 16. We score a goal in the round of 16. We didn't do that in 2006. And um, look, for, for me personally, and what I believe the Socceroos have done, I think uh, always for me, 2005 and, and, and beating Uruguay and qualifying, that, that will always be the, the greatest achievement. Um, I was there in 2006 in Kaiserslautern for the win against Japan. That was kind of the... That was kind of the, the, the first real big World Cup impact that we had. Um, and then, of course, as you said, the Asian Cup has to be in there as well. But clearly the way they had to go through qualification, through COVID, barely playing a game at home, scraping through against Peru, and then getting you know, pretty much thumped by France on that, uh, on that opening match night for us, to then bounce back with consecutive wins, clean sheets, uh, and then to push Argentina, I mean, the way the guys uh, really challenged the, the world number three and, and probably one of the favourites to maybe go on and win the tournament now, I think we'll look back on the cold light of day and say that it's got to be right up there. It's on the podium. If it's not in the top two, it's certainly top three. And, you know, Graham Arnold, for all of his detractors and, and knockers, and, and I may have been one in the past, we've just got to dip our lid and say, you know, fantastic the way he brought that side together. The Aussie DNA and the, the commitment to the cause... Um, yet we're not as blessed with talent as many of the other nations that are still in the tournament. But as far as um, working to a game plan and, and one in all in, you know, I think you'd be hard pressed to find anyone that had Australia covered in those departments. Uh, Benny, the now the big question is how do we capitalise on this uh, in Australia itself with the, the Ramble game? Yeah, that that is that. Well, I mean, it's the 40 odd million dollar question, isn't it? Because I think that's roughly what the prize money is. The Socceroos and Football Australia will receive for, for making this stage of the tournament. Uh, you know, in 2006, we, we saw the birth, you know, the A-League had just uh, been created. Um, we, we, we had the golden generation. We thought, this is it. We're going to see the, the game springboard to new heights. And, and there was that sugar hit, there's no doubt. Um, we saw a little bit of a resurgence, of course, 
with the Asian Cup. But, yeah, we've got the Women's World Cup next year. That That is going to be massive on home soil. Mm. Uh, so that's something to really look forward to in the near future. The Asian Cup back in Qatar in about uh, 12 to 14 months' time. So, you know, we'd have to suggest on the back of these performances, we're, we're going to be one of the favourites to win that. But it, it gets back to grassroots. I hear a lot of talk about the, the cost for kids to play these days. That needs to be reduced. Uh, hopefully the government will jump on board, state and federal, and will really invest some money into the game. Because as we saw, and, and Sam, I've no doubt in Melbourne, you felt it, uh, the way that the Socceroos and the Matildas bring the, the country together, whether mm. you're at a fan site at Fed Square or you're up in Sydney, uh, in Brisbane, in Canberra. I know they were everywhere all over the country. That, that's something that no other sport, I, I believe, I might be a little biased, but I, I don't think any other sport can do that. So now we need to invest and we need to capitalise and we need to convert those Socceroos and Matildas fans into A-League fans and get them to games on weekends and start to really generate a bit of buzz about our domestic competition. Well said, Benny. Uh, very jealous of your experience. Can't wait to hear more about it, my friend. Uh, we'll speak to you soon. Thanks a lot, Sam. Always a pleasure, mate. Take care. Uh, Benny Jones, and off the text, Benny could steal your job, Sam. He speaks brilliantly. That's from Scott in Richmond. Oh, you'll get no argument from me. He's a star, uh, is Benny Jones, uh, as good a commentator uh, just about any sport, as you will find uh, around the joint, and uh, what an experience that he had. Uh, your calls, Midday Madness Promise, is still alive. So if you call, you get on. So Chris, Rob, Ash, uh, and those who are holding, we'll get to your calls after this.